Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Browning. I'm your host. So excited to have with me right now over Zoom, Miss Michelle Copper. Now, Michelle, this is exciting because as an entrepreneur, she has a background as an actor, singer, and songwriter for 25 plus years. She had a paralyzing stage fright of her own, uh, and she has a really, really cool uh, process where she helps people get in touch with their fears and then discover the power of their voice and overcome those types of fears just like she did. She's the author of the book, your Powerful Presence, Seven Steps to Get Clients, Gain Influence, and Become a Leader Online. And she's the CEO of the Inspired Voice Business Coaching. So excited to have on the show. Welcome, Michelle. How are you? Hey, Matt. It's so good to be here. I'm doing fantastic. This has been uh, something I've been looking forward to quite a bit. So as a speaker, everyone knows, of course, that in my business, I primarily am a speaker. Um, I know you are as well. Yeah. So how, how did you, did you grow up knowing that you were going to be Tell me how you grew up, actor, singer, songwriter. Were you the little girl who said, this is my dream? Or did mm. you get pushed into that? Did you fall into that? Mm. What was that yeah. about? Yeah, I already I feel the emotion of my calling, right? So I was uh, felt called from a really young age, uh, three years old at the church Christmas show, wanted to be an angel in that choir more than I could even say in words. And the big night came and I was there with my crisp white sheet angel halo tinsel and um, I the lights came up and I was about to sing with the heavenly host and it's what I wanted with every fiber of my being and as I stood there and the lights were in my face and we were about to sing I was overcome with terror and I ran and sat on my grandma's lap and I couldn't do the thing that I most wanted to do with my whole being and so, of course, I became a professional performer and <laughs> met that challenge again and again throughout the course of my performance career and uh, healed my uh, visibility fear. I was, I was, for some kind of inexplicable reason, really terrified. And the stakes were really high for me around singing, which is how I became an actor because I was less scared. And... I didn't understand it. I just thought it was something was wrong with me. I, my body would betray me and I would get choked up when I sang. And uh, so that fast forward 25 years of a lot of healing and a lot of personal development work and a lot of performance training. And I have continued to follow that calling. I kind of didn't have a choice. Um, I always felt drugged forward by that calling. And now I can see how um, my journey is really helping other people. Looking back, do you feel like the right, you went the right approach, meaning you had this fear and you had this stage fright and you weren't sure, you know, about being seen. So you poured yourself into it. Um, kind of like, you know, Hey, I can't swim. So I'm going to jump off the dock. Mm. Did, did you, did you, did you choose that as a kid or was there someone in your life saying, Hey, come on, Michelle, let's go do this. And no. you did it yourself. Yeah. Was it the yeah. right thing to do? Do you think, or looking <laughs> back, would you have approach the problem of stage fright differently? Um, looking back, I think I would have, you know, knowing what I know now, of course, I would have done some of the um, more energetic inner work than that I did 
eventually sooner. <laughs> um, but I felt called. I felt like I was called to be visible and to serve in this really big way through sharing my gift. At the time, I really felt like my gift was acting and singing. And I felt like I was supposed to do that. And it really felt like it was coming from somewhere else. It wasn't that I wanted to be a certain kind of famous or it was really the only thing I felt like I was, I was supposed to be doing. And uh, so hindsight, I think I would have done the inner work, the mindset work, which was really not a part of the process that I was opened up to until my mid twenties. So that's, a, you know, a couple of decades of uh, just being driven by this calling and, and kind of feeling like I didn't know what was wrong with me. Why couldn't I just snap out of it? I was told by masters, you could be great. You could be a great singer. You could be a preeminent actress. And I was really good at those things. But the auditions were horrible. <laughs> I was not a good booker. And uh, I all I heard was could be. And so that's some healing on a spiritual level for me and a mindset level for me that I had to have. And I feel like that's, you know, maybe a part of the silver lining of having the fears because now I have ways and tools and awareness to help people, other people who have that body betrayal or this feeling of calling, but like they can't break through. And I'm really uh, uniquely able because of my own journey to help them break through. So. I don't know if I answered your whole question, but uh, yeah, I felt drugged by this talent kind of, you know, kicking, <laughs> kicking and screaming a little bit by my gift. And I really feel today that it was more about me really um, getting very close to my own spiritual practice and uh, finding my voice. And, and that's much more than my, my acting or singing talent, but to share my big gift, my vision, my presence, my ability to help others in the biggest possible way. Tell me about the kind of post breakthrough. So you, you make this, this breakthrough experience, you realize that you, this is your greatest gift. You need to get to the other side of it. Mm. Where did business come into it? Um, at some point you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm guessing, unless you are still fully, I don't know if you're full-time acting, singing, songwriting and mm. running the business. Mm. So at some point you decided, I want to help people do this work. I want to help people find their voice and do that work. Tell me about that, that shifting process. Well, one of the ways that I was able to finally have my own permission and healing to, to, and healed some of the body betrayal that would go on, the nerves, the tightness in my throat, the, the sound literally wouldn't happen, um, was to uh, do it not on behalf of myself, but really to share my message, my mission, my gifts. Um, I helped you know, hundreds and hundreds of people free their physical voice, people who wanted to sing and couldn't like me. And uh, I saw how people had this desire and this longing. And the thing that is, was so powerful for me to break through was that it's really not about me. And what happened for me is that I um, had a kind of a, a big bottom in my mid twenties and I kind of turned my life into a different footing and uh, I started to have whole songs drop into my head. I'd be walking, you know, on the Upper East Side in New York, going to my day job, and I would have a whole song drop into my head. And I had this thought that if I didn't sing that song, it would never be heard. It would go unexpressed. You know, the Martha Graham quote about there's a vitality, a life force, a quickening, and it's not just in some of us, it's in all of us. And if we don't 
express it, it goes unmanifest. It just never exists. And so I was willing to do whatever I had to do to share those songs. The songs were uplifting and inspiring for people. And so today, uh, I, the way that I did that was to make it not about me and to say, this was a gift that was given to me and I will share it because it was given to me because it's not about me. And it felt like that is when I started to align with uh, realizing the sense of calling and that I was here to serve with my voice. Um, and that my voice can serve in many different ways. That's incredible. So we're sitting here with Michelle Copper, the Inspired Voice Business Strategist, and we're hearing a little bit of her story. And I want to get into the next area, which is as she got into the business of helping people find their voice, helping people get uh, over paralyzing stage fright and being seen. Uh, What does that look like? So Michelle, I'd love to hear a little bit about Kind of what are, I don't know if it's like, if there's a seven step, oh, <laughs> of course there's a seven step process. You have seven steps to gain influence, become a leader online. Uh, but I'd love to I hear do. specifically about what's the first thing I would do if I find myself, I want to get in front of people, but I have that same fear that you did, or I have the same uh, inner uh, uh, judger in me, whatever mm-hmm. it is. What's mm-hmm. the very first thing I want to do to to move past there? Is it about facing it? Is it about prayer? Is it about, Mm. what do I want to do first? Well, um, I am all about finding a champion and not a critic. I think that we are our own worst critics and that the voice, whether you're speaking, whether it's a story you have to write, whether it's a song you have to sing, the voice is a really emotional um, energy. It's a diva. The voice is a diva. I think all voices are she's and they're divas (laughs) and they don't come out to play when we're critical and when we're pressured and when we're forced. So this is voices inside us. Your voice, I find that this is how I got into working with entrepreneurs, purpose-driven entrepreneurs is they have this thing they want to bring through and they could go, some of them, many of my clients could go sell for a company and have no qualms about it. But when they want to talk about their thing, the thing that they're passionate about, that that this idea, this gift that they want to bring through, whether it's healing their gut or changing our relationship to digital technology, you know, they have this thing that's coming through them. And when they get close to it, they well up with tears. It feels like this really big thing. So the, the, that's the voice I'm talking about. This thing that's inside of you that really wants to come out, what you really want to say, what you really want to be doing, and how there's a big emotional, I would say there's a real, there's a vulnerability around it for the people who have this calling, for the people who feel like they are, they are supposed to be doing this thing, but for some reason they can't break through, they can't make it work. So I'm talking about voice as in self-expression. And my journey was through the physical voice and I do use the physical voice, but the voice responds to, uh, you know, all carrot, no stick. So (laughs) it is about doing because it is in the doing that we meet and begin to rewire our experience around being seen and heard. But I say the best thing you can do is to find a champion and, and abandon all critics, including yourself. Ooh, that's a big one too, is including ourselves. Yeah. I, I'm sure you probably, I, I definitely relate to that. The, the biggest <laughs> critic is me. Yes. Um, so once I decide that I'm going to get over that and I want to do this in a big way, 
can we get a, a couple of extra things to focus on? So we got carrot, not the stick. We mm-hmm. have find champions, not critics. <laughs> what about like, is there any practical voice stuff, say for yeah. a, a speaker or again, a, a speaker performer or a leader? What do I want to do to, you talk about, of course, gaining more influence. Let me mm-hmm. ask you about that. So in your book, your powerful presence, seven steps to get clients, gain influence and become a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, gaining influence, what is that to you? And what's kind of one of the focuses or ways we can, we can gain more influence? Uh, great. I'd love to jump back to the physical uh, thing you can do with your voice to transform. And it does uh, relate. Um, specifically for me, gaining influence is about owning your presence and your voice in your personality and your alignment and being able to share it and being able to be highly visible. And, and it, as you, of course, we have to do the work of messaging and Uh, Of course, we have to do the work of honing our language and figuring out the language of our clients and all of those things that we have to do. But for me, influence is, uh, I'm specifically in my book talking about online influence. And in order to have that presence, we have to do the inner work of having our permission and of clarifying our knowledge and our language and all of that stuff. Um, Hang on, hang on, hang on. You say all that stuff as if all that stuff. (laughs) I'm I'm working on it. I'm I'm keeping the sound bites. Yeah, all all that stuff. You you know, all those things like getting permission. So just tell me about getting permission for a second because I feel like that might be um, fairly profound. So what do you mean by that? And is it permission from us? Yeah. How does it work? Yeah, it's, we have to have our own permission. It, it feels vulnerable to say, hey, I know this thing. What if somebody else already said it? What if somebody else said it better? What if uh, we're full of crap? You know, what if people judge us? What if, you know, and we're all afraid of being T-O-O. Don't be too smart. Don't be too fast. Don't be too slow. Don't be too dumb. Don't be too pretty. Don't be too ugly. Don't be too bold. Don't be too quiet. Like there's so many don't be TOOs for, for, for many. I think all of us have, have that. We're afraid. And it comes down to fear of being judged or being uh, uh, not good enough for most people. So that's what I'm talking about, about having permission. It is our own permission, our permission to fail, our permission to uh, uh, be as big and bold as we are, you know, to, to step into our own greatness, our permission to make mistakes. Uh, on, I'm talking about really having our own permission to fail faster, to play bigger, to be seen and heard, and to bring through this idea, this healing gift, this mission, this story, this uh, uh, service to the world, this song, uh, to bring it through in uh, all of its glory. I love the, the permission to fail faster. I think that's super powerful. Um, we have about just another minute together, unfortunately. It's going so fast. Michelle, um, if you could, I guess, you know, let me ask one final piece of advice, one final, uh, if you wanted the world to hear something, of course, what would it be? And then we'll make sure you got to pick up her book if you want to find out more. This, <laughs> the Powerful Presence, Seven Steps to Get Clients, Gain Influence, and Become a Leader Online, all through your acting, speaking, singing, and business experience. So, now in the last 45 seconds, final <laughs> thoughts for, for everyone to hear. World-changing moment. Ha, no pressure. <laughs> if, you, if you feel called, trust that calling. If you feel called, if there's something inside you, 
trust that calling and invest all you have in yourself to find your own permission, your powerful presence to express it. We are here to express. That means to press out. We are here to express the glory that is within us. And if you feel called, you are worth investing all you have to activate, access, allow your voice. Michelle, thank you so, so much for joining me. You're very uh, thank welcome. you for being on the show. Thank again, you Michelle for having Copper, me. You're so welcome. Michelle Copper, everyone. Again, one last time, get her book, Your Powerful Presence, Seven Steps to Get Clients, Gain Influence, and Become a Leader Online. And you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram. We'll put a link to her book and, the, and her link to social media in the show notes and on the website. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, I really, really loved connecting with her and talking with her and finding out you know, some, some different ways and different approaches to helping people, to finding your voice, and to really stepping up and stepping out. Um, it was awesome. So hope you're having a phenomenal week this week. Remember to subscribe to the show. If you haven't subscribed lately, um, just you know, a quick little shout out. You might want to check your, your Apple podcast or your, your Stitcher, your Spotify, and just check it out on your phone and see if you're still subscribed. Sometimes um, I've been seeing iTunes lately has been like some of my favorite shows. If I don't listen to episodes for a couple of weeks and I, like, I like to save up episodes, and if I don't listen to them, it might unsubscribe me and say, are you still interested? So if that's you, just check it real quick and make sure you're still interested. We have a lot of phenomenal new interviews coming out, and I do have some special surprises, so be on the lookout on Tuesdays. So every Tuesday and every Friday, we drop a brand new episode. On Tuesdays, I'm going to have a new format coming out real soon. Fridays will continue being interview Fridays. Um, so be on the lookout for Tuesday. I cannot wait uh, to talk to you a little more. Hope you're having an awesome week. As usual, get out there and crush it. I'll see you soon. Have an awesome weekend.